Welcome to the podcast where I have no agenda, my opinions don't matter any more than yours, and I'm not trying to sell you anything. I promise, we're just here to have a good time and to talk about things that are interesting to those of us who are 60-something. You know, it's my natural nature to talk fast. I'm just a fast talker. And so I really need to slow down on this podcast, and I'm going to try to today, but it sometimes makes me sound fake. So I'm going to do the best I can, and I hope that it's a little easier to understand because I slow down. Now, I just said this was the podcast where my opinion doesn't matter any more than yours, and that's true, it doesn't. But I do have some opinions, and one of them is about what's been going on in our country for far too long now. I really think it's time that we as a country put a stop to the violence, stop the name-calling, start being kind, and start unifying this country together. It has just been a crazy year, and we don't want it to continue into the next. All that's been going on in Washington, D.C., and all that's been going on in other cities around the country for way longer than the past week, it just needs to settle down, and we just need to come together as a country. So we need to make sure that we all do our part by being kind, trying to listen to somebody else's version of things, and be tolerant. That's my little tidbit of advice. Well, because of all that's been going on in our country and the craziness that's been happening, I decided to just pick a lighthearted, happy, easy topic today. Nothing that we have to think too deeply about, nothing that we have to have varying opinions that could get us into an issue. I thought I'd just pick a fun, lighthearted topic. So I'll start by saying, I love hats. Now, I'm not talking about a baseball cap that you slap on your dirty hair when you have errands to run, or the beanie that you pull on to watch the grandkids play soccer on a cold Saturday morning. I have plenty of those hats, and I love them too. But I'm talking about dressy hats, fun hats, felt hats that you wear with a cute winter outfit, or a woven hat to wear with a bright spring dress. I love them. I own them. But seldom do I wear most of them. And... I'm finding out that many women are like me and love them, but they too are not confident enough to wear them. My husband actually likes it when I wear a hat, and he wishes that I would wear them more often. And if more women would wear them, so would I. Apparently, many women have been thinking the same way that I've been thinking for quite some time now. Remember Irma Bombeck, who we knew from several years ago, who passed away? Well, she said, I have a hat. It is graceful and feminine and gives me a certain dignity. Someday I may get up enough courage to wear it. And Anne Heckerting, who's a film director, think Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Look Who's Talking, or Clueless. She said, I always get hats but never have the nerve to wear them. Hats are things that are really stylish, but you have to have the confidence to pull it off. Really? Should the wearing of a hat be a daring act of courage? It shouldn't be, but it is. Hats have certainly been around for a long time. In Egypt, a Thebes tomb painting depicts one of the very first pictures of a hat. It is of a man, probably a farmer, wearing a cone-shaped straw hat. Women began wearing structured hats rather than just bonnets for the sun in the late 16th century. Now, millinery is an interesting word. It is the designing and manufacturing of hats, and the word itself is derived from the beautiful city of Milan, Italy. That is where the best quality hats were made in the 18th century, when fancy hat wearing really took off. Remember the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland? Or have you ever heard the term mad as a hatter? 
Well, that's because in the 18th and early 19th centuries, when fine hats were the talk of the town and symbolized social status, the chemicals used in curing the felt included mercurious nitrate, if I said that right. Prolonged exposure to the mercury vapors caused mercury poisoning, which brought on symptoms of insanity or madness. So, mad as a hatter became the English phrase used to suggest that a person was suffering from insanity. I just figured that with so much sacrifice coming from the history of hats, the least we could do now is to wear them. By the middle of the 1920s, women began to wear smaller hats that came down low and hugged their head. These were called cloche hats. The cloche hat, or bell hat, was worn when women went to town or were in public, but became less common with the beginning of World War II. At that time, women began working in factories to help support their families while the men were off to war, and their clothes became more about work than fashion. However, after the war, women began to wear hats to special occasions and when they dressed up, and that continued up through the 50s and into the 60s. Remember the little hats Lucille Ball wore in I Love Lucy? And Doris Day? She was another star who wore a lot of cute hats in her movies, and she looked so adorable in them. Women used to wear hats to luncheons, bridge parties, bridal showers, or any type of gathering. They wore them to church, and women in the South still wear them to church way more than the rest of the country does. Did you know years ago, protocol was that women did not wear a hat with a brim if it was after 5 o'clock in the evening? Anything after 5 called for a cocktail hat. These were much smaller hats with veils, beading, pearls, and other types of jewelry. I have a darling picture of my mother in her younger years wearing a cute little cocktail hat with a veil. In fact, I can remember my mother wearing hats to church in the 50s and 60s, and I remember some of the cute hats that were in her closet for years. I have pictures of her in many different hats, and she looks so cute in them. I have pictures of both of my grandmothers in hats, and I look at them and I wonder why did we stop wearing them? Cocktail hats were probably the precursor to the hatinator hats of today. Hatinator hats are fabric artistry. They are adorned with flowers, veils, plumes, netting, bows, and feathers, and it's connected to a headband, not really a hat. Fascinators have the appearance of a hat, but are much smaller and do not go over the sides of the head, as the hatinator would. They mostly just are fastened on the top. We see a lot of hatinators and fascinators worn by the British royal family, with the one worn by Princess Beatrice to the wedding of William and Kate in 2011 getting the most attention. Take a look on Google and you will know what I'm talking about. Wow. However, I have seen a lot of crazy headgear on famous people since William and Kate's wedding. Now I can definitely understand it would take a lot of courage to wear some of those get-ups. The Brits really stick with tradition and have continued with the wearing of hats as a general rule. However, for royal weddings, there truly is a dress code requiring women to wear longer hemlines, no exposed shoulders, and stating a day dress with a hat. So what about us in the U.S.? If we do actually get up the courage to wear a hat, what kind and where are they appropriate? In restaurants, statement hats, as they are called, are still appropriate. If you wouldn't wear sweatpants to the restaurant, then a statement hat would be appropriate. Comfort hats, like the baseball cap or the beanie, can be worn to coffee houses and diners and other casual settings. And I think therein lies the reason behind no one wearing more formal hats anymore. We have become much too casual for such fussiness. We like our baseball caps, our slouch hats, and our beanies. And if we do go to a fancy restaurant, an opera house, the symphony or some other appropriate place to wear a hat, 
It's the same reason we now wear pants to weddings and to church, and we don't dress up to fly anymore. We just don't want to. We have let go of, I don't know, formalities, I guess, with just a couple of exceptions. Or would we really like to and are waiting for someone to open the door to wearing hats again? The Kentucky Derby is probably the most noted exception. I would love to go to the Kentucky Derby just so I could wear a fabulous hat. I love that it's a tradition that has stuck around for years and years. Big, bold, bright hats can be seen everywhere at the Derby, and although they may keep the sun out of the wearer's eyes and look simply divine, darling, they are also thought to bring good luck to those placing a bet on their favorite horse. (laughs) I wonder if they rub the top of their hat before they place their bet. I don't know. Remember Audrey Hepburn and the amazingly beautiful hats she wore? She was the epitome of fashion and glamour with her big, beautiful hats. Most of us would probably never wear a hat that big, but she looked amazingly glamorous. Years ago, while on a business trip to Chicago, in the middle of the wintertime when it was so cold I could hardly stand it, and those of you from Chicago know what I'm talking about, I wore a hat. Just a little felt cloche hat, not even a conspicuous hat, just to keep my hair from blowing in the icy wind. They don't call it the Windy City for nothing, I am telling you. One of the men who worked with me came up to the group of people I was with and said, Oh, I didn't know it was you. You look like a bag lady. Nice, huh? That might have something to do with it being an act of courage to wear a hat for me. Other times I have been complimented, but it is always that one negative comment that sticks with you, right? I know, it wouldn't be great to have to wear a hat. I wouldn't want to be thought of as inappropriate if I didn't have a hat or a bonnet on. Those days are gone, thank heavens. But still, I think pretty hats are just lovely and I really wish more women would wear them. Then I could wear mine and not feel conspicuous. But fashionable hats require style, even courage, and a bit of swagger to wear them. I'm not sure I have style. I doubt my courage and I definitely lack swagger. But I just love hats, dang it. Along with January 15th being the historical birthday of Martin Luther King, National Hot Pastrami Sandwich Day, and National Bagel Day, It is also National Hat Day. Yay! Beginning about 1983, National Hat Day has been observed by groups all across the country. Originally, people were invited to wear hats of their occupation or just a favorite hat. Apparently now, it's any and all hats. And people of all ages show up in pirate hats, football helmets, police hats, chef hats, cowboy hats, their own favorite hat, whatever. So, I am proposing... That women of a certain age, okay, any age really, make it a point to celebrate Hat Day this coming Friday. And if Friday doesn't work, then wear a hat on Saturday or Sunday. You have the whole weekend to celebrate. Why not have a hat party with your gal friends? Then if you can muster up the courage, you should post a picture of you wearing your hat on the Celebrating 60-something Facebook page. I love hats. I just really hope you will wear a hat with me. Maybe we'll start a whole new fashion trend. Maybe not. Maybe we'll take the stigma away and women will feel a little more comfortable wearing hats again. At least those of us who are celebrating being 60-something. Come on, ladies. Get up the courage to wear a hat, at least on hat day. Well, we've come to the end of our lighthearted topic today. Before I go, I just want to say thank you for listening. Because of you, my 90 days of doing this podcast has put me way above the better-than-average category for new podcasts. I'm not going for fame, fortune, or even money. 
I just want to bring a little tear to those who may be listening. So if you know someone who is 60-something, please pass my podcast info along to them. And I really hope each of us can do our part to bring our country together again by reaching out to others, trying to understand others' differing opinions, and always, always be kind. Thanks for listening, and have a happy, happy, happy day.